uh, I, I, I got to know that he's your brother. I didn't know from the beginning. I remember one day we met at ShopRite. You know, uh, Dubai ShopRite. And that was the last time I went there. Uh, and as I was coming out, was I coming out or I didn't remember, but I was shocked when he said, I met you with my reverence. He greeted me and paid for the things I bought. We celebrate you, sir. The Lord will honor you. Because of what he did, I decided not to go to ShopRite to buy again. I now went to ShopRite Ring Road. I bought things worth about 14000 I was about bringing my ATM. And the cashier said, sir, there's somebody behind you. I looked behind. He said, sir, don't bother. This person brought out his ATM and paid. So I made up my mind. That year too was the last time I went to ShopRite Ring Road. Because it has gotten to a point that everywhere you go, you buy. So, so that people will not be thinking I'm looking for free gifts. So now I send it to my wife and uh, my children. My daughter is here. She has been introduced. That's the first sign of my strength. We were without a child for three years. First three years of my marriage. We, we didn't have a child. And I remember one day we were praying on the altar. It was uh, our September fasting and prayer. We were praying. I don't joke with our September fasting and prayer. That was the, the month that God broke the yoke of delay in my family. So I now told everybody, let's pray. Join your hands together. I and my wife, we joined our hands. Asked for something. I was asking for a female. My wife was asking for a male. Lord, give me a son. I was saying, Lord, give me a daughter. Lord, give me a son. And God said, son, you don't have capacity for twins now. How do I answer your prayer? You are my son. Your wife is my daughter. You are asking for two different things to come from the same family. If you don't agree over one, I won't answer you. That was where I discovered that at times... Our prayer points can be the reason for our delay. So I now told my wife, let's stop. I told her the reason why we should agree to have a girl as a firstborn. And I told her, you see, if you have a, a son as a firstborn, thank God she confirmed it, uh, was it not two weeks ago, she was strong. One of the girls was applying rub on her back. The other one was trying to cover her with wrapper. And my son was saying, what well, wait now? And my wife said, thank God that this is not my firstborn. <laughs> so that day we agreed on the altar. Lord, give us a girl as a firstborn. We joined our hands together. Four days after, one of my pastors, Pastor Bulwaji, now said, we should pray. Oh God, give us direction to what it will take for us to have our solution. We prayed that prayer. My wife, we got home that night. My wife slept. In her dream, she saw that somebody gave her an herb. One herb. One herb. In Yoruba, Akpeni, Egoigi Kong. And the person now said, Oh, mommy, in Yoruba language, just one. She woke up and told me her dream. And I know God speaks to her two dreams. And I told her, I'll say, do something about it. She took a step, 
did some findings and discovered that there are people that sell herbs in that direction. She got and bought the first one. She brought it home. We cooked it. She was to drink it for 21 days that she will, it will wash her system. She was going to toilet. Which after she should come for another set. After taking that first one, listen, she went, on the day she was to go and take the second set, she was dressing and I had in my spirit, meet her now. And I did. She went to buy the herbs, the second stage. They brought, she brought it home. She was to ferment it in bottles for seven or eight days. On the eighth day, as she opened the first bottle, she threw up. She cocked it back. I said, wait for another 30 days. On the third day again, making tenth day, she opened it again. The odor that came out, she threw up again. Ah! Maybe you should wait for another few days. Anytime she opened the bottle, she was always throwing up. Then we went to the hospital and she was confirmed pregnant. Now, she didn't even taste the second stage. Only the first one. According to her word, her dream. So that's why we called her Eniola Afolabi. So please celebrate my firstborn for me. I don't have any other child anywhere apart from the two younger ones at home. Praise the Lord. Now let's go straight <laughs> to the word. Hallelujah. Thank God for Brother Precious. He has been my media man. God bless you. Now we are looking at the subject unlimited glory. Very powerful thing. And we are going to confirm from scriptures if there is anything like that. You know, when we say something is unlimited, it's something that doesn't have limit. It does not have measure. Something that, that just continues. Now, and when we talk about glory, hear me, normally, glory is anything that makes you appear beautiful. Now, that's why I, I believe we all are fans of Messi Chingu. When she came out in a wedding gown, everybody loved it. I love her wedding. You know, now when a, 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 a bride dressed in a wedding gown, you know, and she's coming out, people say she's, she's beautiful, she's gorgeous. So when we talk about glory, we are talking about anything beautiful, anything that makes you appear more beautiful than you are. So when we are talking about unlimited glory, we are talking about unlimited splendor. Now, when God decides to display his goodness in your life in unlimited forms. Has it ever happened before? Yes. I saw the first one in Genesis 24 verse 1. Now, look at the life of our father of faith. Father Abraham, let's go there. Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. Look at this. And the Lord had blessed Abraham how? In all things. Now which means there was nothing good that God didn't give Abraham. 
and God had blessed him in all things male children female children servants cattle fame now talk about anything for scripture to say all it meant all so it means to, to show us that father Abraham was a perfect example of somebody that enjoyed unlimited glory I pray for you in the name of Jesus the Lord will connect you into it please follow this teaching this morning then I also looked at the life of um, David in 1st Chronicles 29 28 now look at 1st Chronicles chapter 29 verse 28 1st Chronicles 29 28 now look at this look at this and he died how in a good old age number one he didn't die young he enjoyed what longevity part of unlimited glory the bible now says in his days on earth he enjoyed what riches and honor now number one longevity number two riches number three honor now, what is uh, the presidential candidate of uh, APC looking for now? He has riches. He's looking for honor. So that he will have a diplomatic visa that can make him enter any country in the world as the president of Nigeria. But David had it. Longevity. Riches. Honor. And look at that, the last one, I love it. And Solomon, his son, reigned. Which means, when he was going, he had children to continue from where he stopped. That's unlimited glory. Now, there was no aspect of life that David was not blessed. You know, there are people that, today you can't talk about their children. There were, there were rich people in, in Nigeria of the past. If I mention MKO Abiola to my daughter today, she doesn't know him. In our days, uh -uh, you don't know MKO, then you don't know anybody. But where are his children to reign in his stead? They're not there. But look at the case of, it, of David. He lived long. He enjoyed riches. He had honor. And when it was time for him to go, he passed the baton of longevity, the baton of riches and honor to Solomon, his son. So David was another man that enjoyed unlimited glory. You know, I'm showing you these examples so that you will know that it is possible for somebody like you to enjoy. I also took my time to study the man called Isaac in Genesis 26. There's no time for us to read now, the Bible made us understand how the man was great. And he continued to wask great. The Bible says, until he became what? Very great. And a whole nation, the Philistines, did what? Envied him. Now, he was not just an envy of one person. He was an envy of a nation. So, Isaac enjoyed unlimited glory now it didn't stop from Isaac I also took my time I studied Jacob so well and I discovered that Jacob too he so much prospered 
under the roof of Liban. Liban reduced his salary 10 times, yet the man prospered. He came to Liban's house with one staff. When he was going, the Bible says, now he said, I now divided my family into three groups. He couldn't go back alone. Now, that is another man that enjoyed unlimited glory. In fact, his life, his uncle could not comprehend it. Liban was looking at this man. He didn't stop from him alone. I now took my time to study again. I continued and I studied and discovered Joseph. Esa, when I saw the life of Joseph, I was touched. Joseph was so blessed to the point that he told his entire relation, relative. Now, I'm not talking about his wife and children now. He told his, his, his brothers, 11 of them, tell daddy, making 12, you, your wife, your children, come over to Egypt and live on my expenses. Now, and Bible record showed us they lived on the expenses of Joseph for over 20 years. Unlimited glory is not only when you can feed your wife and children. Look at Joseph. He sponsored his entire generation. He gave them a, 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 a dwelling place and said, don't worry. Live on my expenses. I pray for somebody. The God that have done this for this man will do it for you in the name of Jesus. If we are to bring it to our testament too, our Messiah Jesus, his glory has no limit even till date. Now there is nowhere you talk about Jesus that that name is strange. His glory is so much that even cripples, when they hear his name, they jump up and walk. So this morning, uh, without taking time, I want to show you there are four things I will show us this morning. Now, whenever God shows us an example, you know what he's doing to us? He's showing us so that we can go and study them. I always tell them in our ministry, once you hear a person's testimony, don't just sit down with the person's testimony. Go and find out the person's process. If you understand the process that gave back to somebody's testimony, it will not be difficult for you to repeat that same miracle in your own life. So I took my time. These men I mentioned, they had similar principles that they wrote on to get into the realm of unlimited glory. So let's browse through them one after the other. Hallelujah. Say I hear. You know, just like when the man of God was speaking, mentioning our mentor. We all drink from the same source. I took a case to him. Um, that, that was three months ago, two months ago. Now listen, listen. That's why if you, don't, if you have a pastor, you don't listen to him, you can put yourself into trouble. Somebody came up and told us in church, ah, Pastor, you are talking about a property at Liberty Road. I said, yes. I don't yet have a property at Liberty Road. Our ministry needs a property at Liberty Road. We've been saving towards it. Uh, he said, how much do you need? I said, 20 million, sir. Have you seen the property? I said, we are still working on those properties. He said, okay, pastor, can I arrange for you to get the 20 million? Buy the property, which then after, we can talk about how you will give us back the money. 
You know, it sounds so easy. So I ran straight to my mentor, to our daddy bishop. And I said, sir, there's something in front of me now. If I pray, I know I won't hear God. Because I will just be moved to say, why will I be waiting for 20 million? It is already standing in front of me. So what do I do in such a case? He smiled. He said, do you know so-so and so man of God? Popular man of God in Lagos. I said, yes, I know him. I know him very well. He said, there is a case in his hands right now. I said, what is the case, sir? He said, somebody gave them a land 20 years ago. They built their church on the land. They built several great things on that land. And it's a very, very big ministry. If I mention his name, he's somebody everybody will know. He said, and 20 years now, the person came back. The person is now about 80-something years old. That the land he gave to them, she wants it back. Ah, I, the way you said ah, is how I said her. Ah. I said, sir, it's not possible. My mentor said, what is not possible? That there is a portion of Nigerian law that the woman quoted in court, the lawyer of the woman quoted in court, that a gift given can be withdrawn. I said, sir, is it true? He said, it is true. The woman has won the case in the court, so they have gone for appeal. And the way it is going, Pastor, it will get to uh, Supreme, and they might likely lose the case. And I now said, sir, but I don't understand. He said, in Nigerian law, when somebody gives you a gift, attach a price to it. That even if it is to pay 100 naira, pay, collect receipt, and let it be documented that it was sold, not given. So I said, sir, how does that relate with me? He said, don't jump into what that person is saying. When you find the land and it is time for payment and it comes up again, come back to tell me. I will tell you what to do. <laughs> so you don't need to make the mistakes that all these men have mentioned made before they entered into unlimited glory. Let's pick their points one after that. Number one, let's start with Father Abraham. Let's start with Father Abraham. I'll pick each point from each of these heroes of faith's life. Number one, God doesn't begin with any man until such a man answers his call for salvation. Now, listen, gateway to unlimited glory number one is you must, have, you must answer the call to, for salvation. Now, how do I know it? In Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1, the Bible says, And God said to Abraham, Leave your father and your mother. Now, that is a typology, an example of a call unto salvation. Now, so many people want what is in the hands of God, but we are not ready to let go what is in our hands. Look at this. Now, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. And from thy father's house unto a land I will show thee. Can you see that the journey of Abraham's life, there was no documentation before now. The journey of Abraham's life started with him answering a call to depart from where he used to be. Can I tell you this truth? Until you are born again, the key that leads to God's plan for your life will not be delivered to your hands. It starts with a salvation call. Now, being saved is not being in church. You, 
a person can be in church and not be born again. In fact, in my experience as a pastor, I have, I have met pastors on the field that I had to preach Christ to and they gave their life to Christ. And they will tell you, we've been a prophet for 30 years. And you'll be shocked. They've been prophesying. By what spirit? They've been preaching in churches. So then we tell you, God called us from the womb. The journey of God, relationship with God, does not begin with a call for ministry. It begins with a call of salvation. That was the first call Father Abraham answered. Until he started living, God did not do anything. Show me verse 2. Now look at this. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, for thy, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land I will show thee. The next verse. And I will make thee. Can you see? You cannot be made until you depart from sin. That's the first call. He has a glorious plan, but that journey will not start until you, born, you are born again. That's why if you are here, you are not here saved, you are not in the wrong place. God brought you and me for this purpose. You might even be a member of the church for 20 years. It may be for this reason that God put up this meeting. So understand this clearly. Your relationship with God starts at redemption. I come again. Your relationship with God starts where? At redemption. The day you gave your life to Christ. I can still tell you the day I gave my life to Christ. Pastor Shemwoni was asking me, Pastor, tell us your salvation experience. I said, the pastor preached to me and I was crying. That that's why today I am disturbed of today's generation. Somebody is coming for altar call and he's chewing gum. Come and give your life to Christ and he's coming. Ah. When we came out for altar call, we were crying. Pastor Shewuni was soon asked, Pastor, where were you crying? I said I was crying because I was I made, I realized that somebody loved me so much. To the point of giving his life for me to be saved, yet I am hurting him. So I started feeling so sorry for him. That was what made me to be crying. That's why you see thousands of people run out for altar call at several meetings with their hands in their pocket, and after the confession, their hands doesn't leave their pocket, they still go back to who they used to be. Abraham left. Let's, let's read on. Let's read on. Let's read on. And I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. Can you see that all these promises are tied to one instruction? And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that cursed thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Move on. Never saw. So Abraham, Abraham did not. Abraham departed. Have you departed? Nobody told us, sir, when we gave our life to Christ to live our core. Today that we, we do Bible studies to preach, and uh, let me show you 21 reasons why alcohol is wrong. Nobody told us. Nobody told us, sir, when we gave our life to Christ to leave our sinful girlfriends. Nobody told us. 
it was this joy of accepting him that made us to go back home that time I was just a young man too going around toasting ladies I didn't know anything called sex till I even got married but we just used to have girlfriends to boast I had 8 of them we are using to brag that day I gave my life to Christ I went to the houses of everyone of them, one after the other one after the other telling them I'm now born again I will, you don't see me in your house anymore I'm not born again we see today's Christians will accept Jesus and decide to say I'm accepting Jesus my boyfriend is coming along with me that's why there is error on the marriage altars today we wanted a new beginning being born again is Lord I'm embracing a new beginning that's the foundation for a life of unlimited glory. At those days, I was a lover of wrestling. I love wrestling so much. Watching wrestling is not the same. But the way I accepted Christ, when I got home, you, you won't see any, any paint on my wall. It was full of posters. Or Kogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man. All over the wall. I came back home. My mom was looking at me. In that room she gave me, I removed all the posters took them to the corridor, to the backyard and set them on fire. Then she noticed something has changed about this boy. You can't meet Jesus and not experience transformation. The Bible says, and Abraham did what? He departed. And Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lord went with him. This Lord that went with him had a problem because Lord didn't have encounter encounter of salvation is a personal thing did you hear me young ladies are here once you are born again that your boyfriend is not born again. you better leave him for him to have encounter first i was telling a young girl in our, one of our teachers in our level school so i'm born again but i know i can convert my boyfriend i said somebody died he was not converted jesus died he gave his life he was not converted is it your own love have you died for him if the death of Jesus cannot convert him, your love is too small to convert him. Imagine in your coffee year, Oku could be born again. You want it to be money for my born again. Babala error. So that's the foundation. You see that Abraham had it. Isaac had it. Jacob had it. David had it. Even Joseph. All of them that we that you I use as example to cite unlimited glory had encounter of relationship with God. That's the foundation. Is somebody listening to me right now? I'm not talking about you being born again in church and outside church you are something else. When we gave our life to Christ, it was your new. Today people give Jesus condition. Which means get him baroma. You are giving him money. To bati shatile yimi. You know why I'm taking time here? I'm taking time because that is the most important foundation you must lay. Once that foundation is laid, 
you are born again. Let's move to the next one. Number two. Number two. Until man finds his covenant place, he will not have access to unlimited glory. What's the second thing? Find your covenant place. Now, and when we talk about covenant place, hear me, your covenant place is where God wants you to be part-time and what God wants you to do part-time. Where and what? Not that everybody is going to America. I want to go to America. Where does God want you to be part-time? Genesis 26, show me. We find that in the life of Isaac. Genesis 26 from verse 1. The Bible says there was famine in the land. Isaac made up his land. I'm going to leave. I'm going to Egypt. And God said to him, stay here in Gera. Okay, thank you. You have it on screen. And there was a famine in the land. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gera. Verse 2. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Wait for me. Do you know that some people are still prospering in the same Maduguri where Boko Haram's are? Do you know? That's their covenant place. You don't flourish outside your covenant place. That's why. Go study the book of Judges. You will see that every single time Samson got to the land of the Philistines, you will hear, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. The Spirit of the Lord was never supposed to come upon him whenever he comes to the land of Israel. That was why it was easy for the Israelite men to tie him. But as they tied him and took him to the land of the Philistines, the Philistine land is his covenant place. And with the ropes on his hand, as he got to the land of the Philistine, the Bible says, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. He took a jawbone and killed 1,000 men. Have you found your covenant place? Your covenant place is your place of assignment. I know I am called of God. That's, this is my covenant place. Several times I've tried to leave Ibadan. To move to either Portacot or Lagos. I remember one day, sir, I planned. I'm tired of this Ibadan people. I'm moving to Lagos. So I went to visit Reverend Pierre for a while. As I entered this office, I didn't tell him anything. I'd never seen him before. It was the first time I was appearing in his office. He said, Arakuri. I was looking around. Look at that. Thank God for Isaac. Show us the scripture. Let's read on. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down to Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee. Yes, verse 3. Move on. Sojourn in the land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. We are in that land. For unto thee and to thy, and thy seed, I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, if you dwell in that land. And I will make thy, make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, 
and give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed next verse because thy, that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge my commandment my status and my laws show me verse 6 and Isaac dwelt now jump to verse 12 show us verse 12 when he now dwelt at Gera then Isaac did what? sowed in that land if you you know this and Isaac so is a sign of belief I always tell people the number one sign of faith is sacrifice if you believe the instruction you will do it if you believe in your assignment in the giftings that you know that this is what God has called me to do you won't bury that talent you will use it Instantly, Isaac went into sowing. Instantly, he didn't waste time. God said, I should stay here. There's famine in the land. Okay, let's prove this land. God said, I should stay here. He's the one that said, I should stay in the place where there's famine. And when there's famine, you know, there's no rain. And when there's no rain, you know, the hand is, the heart is, the heart is strong. When you plant in such a land, it won't produce. But God said, I should stay here. He wanted to see God. You said, I should stay here. And what now happened when he sowed in that land? And Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year not this next year, the same year, and hundred, and the Lord blessed him. I always tell them in our church, your reward is in your place of assignment. If Zachariah had stopped presenting sacrifices to the Lord because he was burning, he wouldn't have known that it was in the line of his duty that the angel that would bring some, uh, his, his, uh, 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 John the Baptist, his son, will meet him. Your reward is in your place of assignment. Have you found your covenant place? Or are you still in this business of ah, everybody is doing makeup now? Let me go and learn makeup. Ah, it's like makeup is what is raining. Ah, everybody is doing this now. Let me go and do this. It's like this is what is raining. Find your place. How do you find your place? You, you find it by the voice of the Lord. God spoke to him. Stay. It is not every open door that is God's door. Tell your neighbor, it is not every open door that is God's door. You find your place. Say, I hear. Are you angry? I say, are you angry? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Imagine what would have happened to Isaac if he had missed his place. Look at what happened. Let's read on to verse 14. We are still in verse 12. Okay, verse 13. And the man did what? Wask great. Can you see? Unlimited glory. And went forward and grew until he became what? Very great. There was no measure to his greatness. So they had to use very. Ah, Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and great stores of servants. And what now happened? And the Philistines envied him. Why? He found this place. Imagine if God's servant didn't find this place. Do you know the distance 
where he came from to this place in the natural if you follow natural sense that would be error what do you call them church uh, growth analysts we say number one you will lose all these members stay around that place look for a land around that place he will have still been looking for land till date tell your neighbor find your covenant place I didn't hear you you can do it better. Shout it aloud. If you read through, there is no time. Isaac went on to begin to dig wells. There's no time. Don't go. We don't have all the time. Until he got to a place they call Rehoboat. Now, let's now take number three. Now, don't forget the first one. Your salvation. What's number two? Find your covenant place. Now, we now get to the third thing that leads us. I only tell you four because of my time. Listen. The, the fourth one, do like Jacob. He discovered that he needed more than toiling to get unlimited glory. He engaged the principle of warfare. Genesis 32. 24 to 30. You know, Jacob is another example. But for him to enter unlimited glory, he had to engage in war because he had spiritual issue. Now, look up. I want to tell you some things here. Let, let, okay, let's quickly read. And Jacob, or oh, I'll come back to the reading. Do you know that one of the reasons why so many people are laboring today, hear me, today, and have not entered into glory, not to talk of unlimited, is because they have spiritual issues they are yet to handle. This morning, my wife was still talking to me about a pastor. Now hear me. I'm not saying this to magnify the devil, but I'm saying this to make you know that you don't just leave spiritual issues unaddressed. A pastor of a Pentecostal church got to his hometown and they told him, ah, Pastor, you are married? He said, yes, with children. In our family, they married two wives. You can't escape it. Come on, can we don't talk about that. I'm a child of God. It is beyond ordinary confession and grammar, sir. The pastor stood his ground. Nothing can happen. It was after he, the wife gave birth to the second child. She was delivering the second child when she died. Then the family members came and said, will you not marry the second wife? That when we were telling you that there's a covenant of two wives in our family, you were saying, nothing will happen. Show I need to marry. That was when the pastor's eyes got open. That these are issues he would have addressed. You saw the way Jacob was praying. The Bible says the angel even touched the socket here. The bone dislocated. He said, no, this matter is beyond toiling. There are issues that are beyond natural. I was listening to Pastor Chris Oyakilome. He said, there was a time I labor and labor. Man, he said, I labor and labor and labor. The church didn't grow. He said, and to worsen it, all my leaders were just behaving like Judas. He said, then, something said to me, 
I need to involve in warfare. He says, so I put myself in non-stop fast and tongue speaking. He said, every day he was fasting and before he would break in the evening, he would go out of the house to speak in tongues for three hours. He said, when I did it for 24 days, on the 24th day, my ministers began to have encounters. Papa, I don't know. Have I been hurting you? I'm very sorry. I didn't know what came over me. Papa, I don't know why I've not been coming to church. As I heard that message, it was a clip on Facebook. I started my own fast the second day, immediately. Fasting and tongue speaking. Because my ministers too, as at that time, they were doing the same thing. Imagine when ministers are coming to service five minutes to the end of the service. And they will be coming strolling. How was the service, sir? I knew it was not them. It's me that I have issue. Now let's read it. Let's read. Let's confirm. Let's read. It. And when he saw that that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and did what? As he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day break it. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Hey, Joseph, in the natural, eh? in the natural, what level of blessing did Jacob need at, the, as at that time? Because he was coming, he had already come out of Liban's house. He already had wife, two wives. He had children. He had cattle. So what level of blessing was he asking for? Let's move on. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, upon all the blessing that I think I have, my name has not changed from Jacob. There's a name changing kind of blessing. You get it in the place of prayer. Move on, move on. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. But what? Now, mention in the world anybody that doesn't know the nation called Israel. He received it where? In the place of prayer. Yes, sir. There are cases that cannot be handled by toilet alone. Madam, we hosted Reverend Oshifeso in our church. Ah. Yes, sir. He will be in our fast and prayer for five. I told him, sir, you are coming again for five days. He told us that he was the poverty was so much. There was something they didn't do, they didn't do to prosper. They didn't prosper. He said, then he told his wife, You stand up. He stood up. They were praying. Husband now. He said he got to that level. He said, until one day, after a long time of prayer, he slept. He now got a dream. He said, he now saw one of his father's wives. Told him, Shegu, Wa, come. He said, he followed him. He opened the box. She opened the box and brought a carton of biscuits and said, Ugo eti mugbe pamo. Ba, oya malo. 
don't join them to receive the born again oh it is well it is well without prayer oh no 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 the devil can do me nothing and you are not praying about it Jacob here was dislocated yet he said I love reverend he's a, he's a man of prayer I used to watch your prayer meetings on, on Facebook every voice calling me from my foundation into error let them be destroyed by mommy Adelaku told us nine times she packed out of bishop's house that there was there is this cause in their family that the women don't stay in marriage until they get to the ninth husband's house she said it was the ninth time she had chartered a, a, a cab, packed her things, and she got to Mobi. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to her, Dolapo. Are you going to allow yourself to be devoured by this same curse? She said, she said her mind got opened. She went back home. Then she started praying. At this point, hear me, for you to enter into unlimited glory, I want you to conquer the battle in your father and mother's house. How do you conquer? You conquer it in the place of prayer. Every negative resemblance you see, defeat them in the place of prayer. Did you get me? Do you know that after this encounter, when Jacob came out of the encounter, he came out as Israel. The first person that met him was Esau. Esau was no longer angry. From that moment, they, they were living together. The Bible says it got to a point, they called themselves, we are too blessed to be together. The land cannot contain us. You go this way, I will go this way. From that encounter, Jacob, Israel, kept expanding because he caught something in the place of prayer. Some Christians don't have prayer life again. You are going to bed because Jesus might not say that. Ah, Mrs. in Tawai. Would you be low? I always tell my daughters too. At times when we sit them down to pray, she say, me, 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 they will be telling us, me and my wife's prayer is too long. Ah, let us pray long prayer. When the prayer is long and it's hot, the success will be sweet. There's no time. I, I decree right now that the power of prayer be released upon you in the name of Jesus. You know, that's why Paul the Apostle said, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against wickedness in the high places. And there are wickedness. There's a woman in her church. They killed all her children. What brought her to her church? All the children she gave back to died. Remaining one. So she joined her church. The day she came, she said she had depression, high blood pressure, diabetes, about four disease. Do God have delivered her from them all now? But they fought her. 
Now, somebody will be saying, Pastor, what do I pray about? When you are talking about this prayer something, what do I pray about? You pray the word into manifestation in your life. The Bible says, he that is from above is above them. It's above all. Now, when you see that he that is from above, you are from above, you begin to pray for the grace to be above. One day I finished praying and God said, son, you don't mention your success by other people's failure. And you don't mention your success by other people's success. You mention your success by my word. So from that day, I will read, whenever I read the Bible, anything I see in the Bible that is yet to be happening in my life, I pray it into manifestation. See, I hear. Let's take number four. That's where I'm going to really spend time. The fourth thing. Let's rush the life of Joseph. Hallelujah. You know, Joseph is another man that, that, that enjoyed unlimited glory. The whole land of Egypt honored him. Listen, until your heart is right, you may not gain access to unlimited glory until your heart is right. The last stage before glory falls is the heart. Because the heart is the altar that the sacrifices rest on. Now, and under this heart condition, hear me, there are two things, or I'll put them in alphabetical order, in A and B that God showed me. Our mommy spoke one briefly when she was giving the nudges, as if she was there when God was speaking to me. Listen, I wrote here, when the heart Sorry, when then is the heart going to be ready? When is the heart ready? When the heart understands forgiveness, it is ready for limited glory. Hear me. One of the reasons why God has not given the unlimited glory that so many people deserve is because of a vengeful heart. Ah, ti Olorun ba fi le ba mi se. Ah, I want to share dile wa basu basu wa ri. It may be the reason for delay. How do I know this? Go to Genesis. Put it on screen for everybody to see. Genesis 45, 1 to 9. Then we also jump to verse 13. Joseph was quick to catch the understanding. God was looking for a man to send to Egypt. So that the prophecy he told Abraham, you know, he told Abraham, your, your descendants will be sent to a strange land for preservation for a while. God was looking for a man that he will bless, that he will send ahead, prosper him, that we now bring them and preserve them according to prophecy. But God needed a man with a forgiving heart. Now look at this, look at this. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, caused every man, caused every man to go out from him. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brothers. Verse 2. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard him crying. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him for they were troubled at his presence. Why were they troubled? They had wicked mind. They knew what they had done. So they had the expectation 
that with what we have done to this man, if he's the one called Joseph, we don't deserve to live. So they were afraid. But Joseph had a better understanding. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray thee. For they came near and he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Verse 5. Now therefore, be not grieved, don't be afraid, nor angry with yourselves, that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. Wait. This was the understanding he had that made God to bless him. Now, those of you that are saying you are at Tolon Bafuli for me, Moto Pere, Morugo Ladubumi. Ah, Morugo. Morugo. I want your message, you can fake be me. I want your quality, you can fake me, Nick Bill, or Long Gomi, Nick Bill. Ah, Morugo. That's the reason why your car is delayed. Ah, Tolon Bafuli, shitting with the governor. That's the reason you have been losing the, the election. The heart that is ready is the heart that forgives. Not the heart that is vengeful. We used to say, Proverb, I'm a rubber man. Who are those people you are holding in your hearts? It could be the reason why the gateway to unlimited glory is here to be open. God is waiting for your heart to be ready. Look at how many years it took God from Joseph's heart to be ready. Ma? 13 years before his heart had the understanding. Because every time you'll be thinking, ah, look at how they were pricing me. My brothers were saying, look at his back. Look at his back. How many, how much will he pay? Some of you were house apps before God lifted you. And God has not taken you to where he wants to take you to, but you are already making vows. I will show them. That's the reason you have not entered unlimited glory. But you make up your mind that Lord, I will see myself as your channel. Just put the blessing in my hands. Let's finish it. Let's finish it. Wow, five more minutes. Now therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me here. For God did send me before you to preserve lives. Move on. For these two years had the famine been in the land and yet, hmm, there are five years more in which there shall neither be erring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the land. To preserve who? You that sold me. So those years that you were selling me me, I've come to understand that God was sending me. My daddy loved me too much. There's no how my daddy would have allowed me to come here if you, my brothers, didn't change to sell me. So, my brothers, I understand that you are part of the process 
that made me who I am. So my brothers, don't be angry. That's the reason God lifted this man. I want you to begin to change your mind from now. Those people that have hurt you, that you held in your heart. He cheated me. Because he cheated me, I vowed and I prayed. If he gets married, he will never have a child. But are you married? I'm watching him, he's married. I'm watching him, but you, are you married? You don't know that you're holding him is the reason why you are still single. Pastor, you don't understand. He jilted me. That's in the past. Maybe for a purpose. He may not be good for you. Sir, you don't understand. You don't understand. They sent me out of the house. They sent me out. And you are saying, my sister, thank God for Joseph. Many years ago, I was invited to preach in a church. And they said I should talk on the power of love. And God showed me this about 12 years ago. And when I finished preaching, the, the pastor said, Pastor, please, we don't go. Take out a call of those who are holding people in their hearts. And about 30 people came out. And the pastor said, we should give them a mic to say, what happened? One of them was a pastor's wife. She came out. He said, I was pregnant four months. My husband had misunderstanding with me. He drove me out in the middle of the night. I had miscarriage. The baby fell out of my womb. And I went to 10 mountains to curse him. He, she climbed 10 mountains to curse him that he would never be well with him. He said, right now, he's, he's still struggling. I asked her, is he now well with you? He said, sir, since you have preached this message, I have come today to forgive him. Should I go back to those 10 mountains? I said, those 10 mountains are standing in front of you now. Another one came out. He said, I gave him money to process visa for me. He used my money to process for himself and traveled out. And I went to redemption camp. When Pastor Debe was saying, mention your prayer request. I said, Lord, he will come back empty. Pastor Debe didn't know what happened. He just came up to say, may God grant all your requests in Jesus' name. He said he came back empty. I asked him, is he well with you? He said, no, sir. He said, I'm out now to ask for mercy for myself and for him. Another one came out and said, sir, sir, my own case, I cost my mom. He said, because my, my dad was sick, because she had misunderstanding with my dad overnight. My dad needed drug. He said, I, I, this uh, asthmatic. My mom refused. She had money. I wanted to quickly go and buy and my dad died in my arm. And I cursed my mom with, the, with my tears. And my mom is still struggling. I asked the young man, is he well with you? Another woman came out. That one said, I pick you the arm bill of this meeting on the floor. He said, sir, this bank manager, I was a cleaner in the bank. He got me pregnant. 
I didn't know anything about a man. He got me pregnant. And uh, he, he ran away. Because of the pregnancy, I was sacked from the place of work. And I cursed him that he would never have a child in his life. I gave back to those to, to the baby, a set of twins, a boy and a girl. Now, this is 10 years. They traced me that he has been married. He does not have a child. Now, he has come to collect the child, the children from me. That's why I came for this meeting. Now, I can see that I'm the cause. I asked her, sister, what are you doing? He said, I'm still struggling around. I said, that's why you are struggling. He said, but what, with what you have preached, see, unforgiveness is a rock. It holds people down. These ones I share, they are small. We started that meeting at 6.30 in the morning. I was still standing answering questions 3 p.m. A meeting they were also close by 9. They did the meeting in Kayefele Hall. 3 p.m. I was still standing. I had to beg them, please look for a seat for me. The pastor was telling me, I mean, I'm not a preacher, I'm a prophet. You, you have preached this message, you must solve this problem. If I, when I came out of that meeting, I myself discovered that, ah, there are so many pastors that broke my heart, that left me, that I too held in my mind. I released them all. Don't ever give anybody that right. Hear me? Now, let me teach you something. Before I go to the last point and close. From that day, from that encounter I had, I made up my mind. There are certain spaces in my heart I will not allow people to get to. Because if they hurt me to that point, it will be difficult for me to forgive them. So begin to set up some principles. There are some things I don't borrow people. If I cannot give you, I won't borrow you. Because if you don't return, it will be difficult for me to, to, to forgive you. So what I do is, there are certain things I know, if you ask me of this, I will give you the one I can give you. And I will let it go. Now, in relating with people too, there is a level I allow them to get to, I allow them to stop. If I don't prove you and prove you and know you very well, you don't preach on our altar. Because you might cause a, a damage that will be easy for you to just go with, but in my heart, it will still be there. pray that pastor is, there's another a case like that too they established a school together husband and wife the school was prospering the husband put his wife in charge the mother of the wife now came visiting she didn't know anything about the owner of the school and the husband came in dear please can i have the, what, what, the woman just stood up and stop taking money from my from my daughter since i've come to the house it's my daughter's money you have been spending go and spend your own money It becomes it became serious. The wife too. The thing took she took it upon herself. It became serious. It's my school. You know what the husband did? I had to talk to him. He said, I said, Oh God, withdraw my grace from this school. Yes, sir. Like play, like play. Teachers started leaving. Students stopped coming. The school from 200 dropped to 20. But the funny thing. As the school was struggling, the pastor was struggling. Unforgiveness 
Now, show me verse 13, quickly. Quickly. Ah, Jesus, give me five minutes more, please. Man of God, can I have five minutes more? Thank you, sir. Verse 13. He says, and you shall tell my father. Look at this. Of what? All my glory. Can you see? All my glory in Egypt. Who will have access to the realm of unlimited glory? The one that has a forgiving heart. All my glory. And all that you have seen. And you shall haste and bring him down. And bring down my father hither. Joseph now had glory. Lastly. We are still looking at the heart. When then is the heart going to be ready? We've seen A. When the heart understands forgiveness. B. When the heart understands generosity towards the things of God. Second Samuel chapter two, one, one, chapter seven, sorry. Second Samuel seven, one and two. When the heart understands generosity towards the things of God. When the heart understands that everything that the person owns belongs to God. And the person should be willing to give to God at any point. Look at this. And it came to pass. When the king sat in his palace and the Lord had given him what? Rest. Round about from all his enemies. Wait, don't show us verse 2 yet. Look at this scripture. If today's Christian get to this point, what do you think they used to do? They stop going to church. When there is no longer battle. God has put, blessed him with the palace. God has given him rest all around. Could you pray a point tomorrow? Today's Christian will just go and fold their arms and rest. Abby? But look at David, verse 2. Verse 2. That the king said unto Nathan, the prophet, See now, I dwell in an house of cedar, but the ark dwelleth within curtains. How should my house be more beautiful than the house of God? Now let's look at what he now gave back to. From verse 12. Jump to verse 12 to 19. 12 to 19. Look at this. God now spoke. And when thy days be fulfilled, because of this thought you have nursed, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy wells, and I will do what? Establish his kingdom. Because of this thought that you have nursed. Unlimited, unlimited glory. He shall build a house for my, for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever, because of this thought that you have nursed. Will, I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, God said, I will chasten him with the rod of men, not with the rod of angels. And with the stripes of the children of men, I will use men to discipline him. Yeah? But my mercy shall not depart. Wait. Do you notice that upon the 1,000 women that Solomon slept with, he still made heaven? God said, I will deal with him if he, if he sin against me. I, but I will use men to deal with him. I won't give him spiritual battle. But see, my mercy shall not depart away from him as 
I took it from Saul, what did God take from Saul? It was not the kingdom, it was the mercy. See, it is mercy that makes us look perfect. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. When God removes mercy, your faults begin, becomes visible. So, when God took mercy from Saul, all the thing that Saul was doing before was wrong. But mercy did not allow anybody to see it. But the moment God removed mercy, ah, Lulu called Jesus, I know the calorie wow. He said, I won't take it. 1,000 women, so long. God said, I won't take my mercy. Because your father desired to build a house for me. Ah, and I also touched. I'm going to extend the covenant to his generation. Do you know that Jesus himself was addressed as son of David? Those blind men shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on. When he has son of David, he turned back. That's a covenant. Let's read on, let's read on, let's read on. We don't have all the time. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. Now wait for me here. I want to close with this. What gave back to this covenant you are now led to unlimited glory. It was the giving heart of David. To summarize this break fourth meeting, I wrote it on my notes. Go and look at it. I don't think I just decided this here. As I prepared this message on Thursday, I finished it on Friday. God said, take a seed from them. The seed altitude the seed of altitude I want to locate
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And if you are watching us online, you can also be part of the seed. That is the account of the church. You can make your transfer into it. It's a seed for altitude. And it's unto the, unto the Lord. Stop thinking that when you are giving offering, you are giving to any man. You will see God use your money for his work. And you will see yourself going higher. That's what I had when I prepared this message. Father, I bring forth your children before you. As I will be anointing their hands today. As they redeem this pledge this week. Father, let grace that will make them to rise into realms of their desire be released upon them in Jesus' name. I don't want you at the back to feel bad. You have 2,000 and you can also join them. I see the way you were looking at me. Ah, Pastor, you can hear you can also sow a seed of 1,000 and join them. I believe everybody should be able to do that. Now, if you have it here, hear me. You will lay it on the altar. If you don't have it here, it should be brought between now and Friday. Make sure you see the servant of God. Do you hear me? He will speak the prophetic word of altitude into like that. Rise! Now, and if you want to make transfer now, make your transfer. Let us now pray for you. Now, to those of you that will be bringing it in the course of the week, just take these envelopes from me. Don't go yet, I'll be anointing you. You want to do the transfer now? Just wait, I'll pray for you. Those of you that are doing it on phone, I'll pray for you. And if you are making the transfer to take the envelope, write a prayer request, the height that you want to see yourself enter. Can I have more envelopes? We are running out of envelope. If you are doing the transfer, those of you that are making the transfer, I will attend to you now first. Don't worry. Okay. Let's continue. So that I can. Father Lord, I bless the oil in the name of Jesus. As your children dip their hands into it. Let grace to ascend to greater heights in glory and honor be released in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this is done. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. Now if you have yours, put it on the altar. You have done your transfer. The Lord bless you. His grace will shine upon you in the name of Jesus.
those who have done your transfers, don't go. You paid, you brought your now, you have made your transfer, wait. anybody in this church, man of God, that is going into politics? If you are going on into politics, I had this leading to pray for those going into politics in 2023, go on the altar. Our children must ascend into the place of power in, in our nation, Nigeria. I have one of my sons who going for House of Red. Federal House of Red. Now, if you are going into politics, come to the altar here. I want to pray for you. You have not been given envelope?
Yes, you can go back. Let us pray, church. Sorry that I had to take extra time. I'm very sorry, sir. Let's be on our feet. 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 Hannah said, You took the poor from the dust, the beggar from the dunghill, and you made him sit among princes. I said, The gate that leads to the top, hear me, I decree it opens for you. Now, in the name of Jesus, before convention, Shagada Basede, that level of greatness that you have so seed about today. You are coming to share the testimony that you have entered in the name of Jesus. But before November, it will happen. It is done. You are settled. Begin to ascend. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed. Put your hands together for the Lord. I lay my hand upon this political candidate. That the hand of the Lord will come upon him. God will open doors for him. And God will give him a place and a voice. So it is in Jesus name. And amen. Thank you man of God. Can we celebrate Jesus? Can we celebrate Jesus? Can we celebrate Jesus in his life? Can we Hope you have been tremendously blessed through this message. You can join us in any of our life transforming encounters at Champions Cathedral, Covenant Champions Global Assembly, after Crown Heights College. Ari Logan Road, off Ojo Ibadan. Our two services on Sundays, 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. And our communion service on Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. Or you can reach us on the following numbers for prayers, counseling, or to share your testimony. 0803 595 0418 0807 5917401 or you can visit our website www.covenantchampions.org you are a champion <laughs>